This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I'm about to chat to the chairperson of Expasa, Miranda Fandam. Miranda, good morning and welcome to breakfast. Good morning, Brad. Thank you for having us. What an absolute pleasure. Am I even saying it right? And that help, that makes me realize I don't know, and maybe the others listening also don't know enough about axial spondyloarthritis. Am I on the right track with my pronunciation there? Brad, you're spot on, and it's quite a complicated uh, pronunciation. But uh, to make it simple, the word axial means in the area of your back. Ah. And then spondyloarthritis obviously means uh, arthritis in that area. So from what I've been able to read, uh, Miranda, is this something that you suffer from? Um, yes, Brad. Um, I was diagnosed in 2017 with this disease, and it took them eight and a half years to find out what was wrong with me. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why I advocate for this disease, because I want to stop this from happening to anybody else in this country. Eight years. So you were going through pain, discomfort, doctors, tests, questions, doubts, hurts. I can only imagine the amount of emotional distress you must have been through trying to get this figured out. I mean, eight years is a long time. Why did it take so long to be diagnosed? Right, that's a brilliant question. And you're quite right by saying eight and a half years is a really, really long time. You can imagine the emotional turmoil that goes through your head and eight and a half years of not really knowing. You know there's something wrong, but you can't really put your finger on it. Um, Axpar is an extremely difficult disease to diagnose because it um, everybody has back pain. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't at some point in their life have back pain. So that's how it first shows up is it shows up as back pain or buttock pain. Mm. So most people don't won't go to the doctor, but you won't go to the doctor because you've got back pain. You might just go to the pharmacy and get some medication for your back pain, yeah. if that makes sense. And through that process, obviously, the um, in the field of rheumatology, not a lot of time is spent on this disease, educating the um, GPs and the primary healthcare providers about this disease. And um, quite shockingly, um, the prevalence of this disease is double than multiple sclerosis. Okay. But if you ask anybody what multiple sclerosis is, they'll tell you they know exactly what's going on. So that is really where the delay comes in. And it's the, the healthcare providers don't understand the disease. The patients might not have the confidence to carry on going back to the doctors and, you know, getting to the bottom of, of this disease. Mm-hmm. So if back pain is something most people struggle with at some point, because it's true, we just sit too much nowadays with the work that we do. So there's some kind of discomfort somewhere there for somebody. But where, where are we really looking? Where's the alarm bell going to be sounding to say, hang on a moment, this could be Axpa and you need to go and have it checked out? I mean, it sounds scary, but how do we know? Well, good question again. I mean, most of us do have back pain and a lot of the back pain could be mechanical. As you quite rightly say, you could sit wrong, you could lift up something heavy, you could have maybe done something silly like slip and fall. Mm. So that we would classify as mechanical back pain and definitely not axpar. But if you have back pain that starts before the age of 45, it lasts for at least three months and you know that can be on and off. And it feels worse at night, especially at the second part of the night, it actually wakes you up. 
And you can actually feel this back pain getting better when you're exercising or moving, but it actually gets worse when you're resting. Mm. And of course, this back pain responds to anti-inflammatory drugs, and you can feel some pain in your buttocks, and you start feeling limited function in your spine. I think that's enough alarm bells for you to go to your doctor and say that you need to have this further investigated there's also quite a specific blood test that's um, called HLA-B27. Um, and if you test positive for this, this is quite prevalent uh, for people with our disease. So when it comes to AXPA, is this something on the minds of our GPs? Because that's usually the first port of call when there's something happening. They might suggest just take some anti-inflammatories and call me in the morning sort of thing. But how do we get all the way to say it's AXPA um, without the, the blood test or is the blood test the key? Um, the blood test is not always the key, Brad. We have got patients that's not HLA-B27 that's got AXPA, but of course the, the blood test could be an extremely good cue. Um, you could also have AXPA because it's been sitting in your family for a really long time. Um, the, the dilemma we have in our country, and I think that's the reason why I'm on this radio show, is that people do not know about the disease. The public do not know that they need to feel empowered to ask these questions and the GPs haven't got the right information and then that's not really as a fault of their own it's mm. really the system and the way they get trained and how little time is spent on uh, rheumatologic logic diseases I mean they might know what rheumatoid arthritis is for instance but the smaller diseases don't get that amount of attention Look, we started off this conversation to say that you are somebody who's been diagnosed with AXPA we also know that it can be quite debilitating and painful, but you still get out there. You're sitting in a chair. I can see you on Zoom. You look fairly comfortable, but uh, maybe you've also learned to live with it, and you need to help us to understand if that's where you're at. But you're still going out there and doing crazy stuff. I mean, you just got back from riding a motorcycle through the Himalayas. No one's holding you back. <laughs> Brad, Joe, that's, uh, that's hilarious. Um, a lot of our patients will actually tell you that most of the time you do look amazing from the outside. The pain, it's a very invisible disease. The pain sits in your hips and in your back. So you can't really see it. So I could be sitting here today with a lot of pain, yeah. but you would look at me saying I'm absolutely fine. But I did make a decision when I got diagnosed after eight and a half years of being unable to function and I actually stopped doing a lot of things I loved. And after my diagnosis, I made a decision that I was going to live my life fully despite this disease. And I was going to carry on doing crazy things. And going into the Himalayas with a motorbike was a huge accomplishment for me. Also, as an example to our patients, to show them that we can live with the correct treatment and diagnosis, that we can live a full and happy life. Yeah, I mean, you've also done uh, the 109-kilometer Argus, uh, you know, so... Uh, do you need to take medication? Are you just able to push through? Are there some times when you move, because you mentioned when you're exercising, the pain is a bit less. Are you able to do these things and feel little discomfort? I mean, how do you physically feel when you do these, uh, these, these things that really require a, a real physical effort? Uh, Brad, I can't lie. The August was really difficult because um, obviously the pain's in your hip bones and you can imagine sitting on a bike for um six hours six and a half hours is what it took me and that becomes quite uncomfortable and uh, i am on medication um i'm on biologic medication which requires an injection every week 
and that keeps me out of trouble most of the time. <laughs> Um, you've uh, won an award recently at an international conference in Brussels. We can't wait to hear that story. Yes, we've just, I've just returned from a conference that we attended in Brussels. We were extremely excited to be invited by ULR. And this is an international federation that look after people with arthritis and rheumatoid diseases in Europe. But you, you can only belong to this if you're part of the European countries. And we have cracked an invitation to attend this conference. And we were actually included in this international platform for the first time. And we were extremely honored and surprised to have received an award um, and win an award for the excellence and the strides that we've made in our association in South Africa for people living with Axpo, despite all the challenges we have in our healthcare system. Well, congratulations, because uh, now you're really shining a spotlight on this disease, and hopefully people listening this morning saying maybe this is the answer that we've been struggling to find. So, uh, uh, Miranda, if somebody's listening and they're saying, can, how can I find out more because I'm curious about myself or somebody I care about, this could be the answer to, to years of asking very difficult questions and living with a lot of discomfort, even if you get to the point of saying, actually, it isn't AXPA, but at least we've ticked that box. So how can people find out more? So, people are welcome to visit our website. Um, our website is um, axpasa.org.za. They can also find us on Facebook. We've got a closed group, which they can enter. It's also called um, Axel Spondular Arthritis Association of South Africa. And they're welcome to contact us. There's an email address on our website that they can get hold of us. So if you're not sure, you need to ask more questions, you need to grab more information, you're welcome to visit our website or contact us directly. I'm going to help the listeners quickly. When you're hearing AXPA and you're thinking, okay, how do I spell that? It's simply an A and X. And then S P and an A AXPA and then .co.za and you'll have all of those uh, all of that information. So go and check it out. I have to ask you this question. I, I would be silly if I didn't. Since you've proven that life can continue, maybe not as it was before, but you can still live a vibrant life despite the diagnosis of AXPA, and you've proven that through your stories and the, the the recognition that you've received. What is next? Because people are looking up to you now, Miranda. You're the, post, you're the poster lady of Expo. <laughs> yeah, I'll need to figure out some, some new adventures for sure. Um, I, I like to challenge myself. I have a couple of things lined up. I'm going to go and do some scuba diving in the Red Sea over December to see how far I can push my body with all that heavy equipment on my back. Yeah. So I think that's the next adventure lined up for me. This is very encouraging, not only for those who are suffering from AXPA, but anything else. Because uh, just as we close, Miranda, sometimes it gets you to the point of saying, I just don't want to go on. I can't anymore. I don't want to. And then the emotional side and the psychological side drive us down and we are living nowhere near what is actually possible. So we, we need to change our mindsets. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, you've got to live your best life despite the challenges you have. And that's, it's always a choice, right, Brad? You can decide to sit and cry and feel sorry for yourself and become a victim. Or you can make it part of your life. And I mean, for me, Axe is my superpower.
<laughs> Informative and inspirational. That's uh, uh, Miranda Van Damme. Miranda is the chairperson of uh, Axpasa. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks for putting a smile on our faces. And I, I hope joy in, in the hearts of those listening who are also struggling with this or other stuff. All the details at AXPA, A-X-P, I'll try that again, A-X-S-P-A. Uh, Miranda, thanks so much for your time. Take care, be safe, and yeah, enjoy the next adventure. Thank you so much, Brad, and thank you for having us. You're so, so welcome. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.